So the big question is this. How do ordinary people, like us, that weren't born into money, create true financial freedom, take back control of our lives, and live a life full of purpose, meaning, and fulfillment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the strategies that the wealthy know and use that the rest of us weren't taught to create true financial freedom. My name is David Bell, and welcome to Pocket Mastermind. Welcome to another episode of the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Uh, today's show is all about how you could achieve anything you want. Um, so how would you feel if you felt like you could achieve anything you want? Well, it doesn't have to be a complete dream. Uh, my guest today uh, is the author of uh, The Game of Self-Domination and also the host of Life Up Education TV, uh, Natsune Oke. And uh, she's going to give you some practical steps taken from uh, her book of how you can develop uh, self-mastery which will give you the skills to achieve anything you want which sounds pretty damn good right uh so that's yeah. <laughs> welcome to the pocket mastermind podcast yeah thank you very much for inviting me today i was very excited to talk with you oh, i'm really looking forward to having the conversation about the book and i think um being able to give some good practical steps for people um yeah of how to actually there you go look <laughs> flash mm -hmm. the book um to be able to get what they want because i think it a lot of times it feels a bit out of reach right you you think mm -hmm. oh have a flash and you go and i could never never do that because it seems so far mm -hmm. away and i think being able to provide mm -hmm. practical steps is good so before we go into that let's give mm -hmm. a bit of detail a bit of background on to who natsune is um and yeah come to the point of writing this book yeah so my name is Natsune, Natsune Oki. Um, I have a show, it's called Life Up Education TV. I'm a host at the Life Up Education TV. And this show basically talks about um, the advancement of humanity. Um, like I'm so inspired by the concept of how can we maximize our performance level to advance our humanity, capability of humanity. So in the show, I talk about that from the perspective of science and arts, because there's a difference. Um, so sometimes, because I want to get the story out of people who I interview, for example, I would also ask people about their background. Like if, for example, I have a lot of like entrepreneur uh, guests mm -hmm. who come on my show. Uh, so I would ask questions about like, you know, subject matter, like in terms of processes, how they do it, and also how that relates to advancing humanity. But when when it comes to maximizing our uh, performance, I'm a big believer that mindset is the number one asset, mm -hmm. or the story that you create in yourself is definitely one of the biggest assets you can have. So I would also ask them about uh, mindset and the story that built their mindset around that. Um, so that's like an art part of, you know, achieving dream. Um, so in terms of, once again, the science, it's, it's a science is something that applies to everybody, right? So I would also interview people, um, guests who are 
like expert in some area like maybe some people are expert in the brain some people are expert in like a phys physiology so i would also interview them in a perspective of like science of like what is the productive state of human being mm -hmm. so that's kind of the show um life of education tv and within the same domain i also have a book the game of self-domination um <laughs> and this book we're gonna get get into that a little bit more later but just to give you an idea, what I talk about in this book is I talk about how to create mental transformation in three different phases, which we're going to dive in later a little bit more. And I also have a business in Tokyo. It's called Foreign Connect. And basically what I do is I help Japanese companies to enter American, for now, American market uh, by connecting them with local partners. And I do this from, I guess I do this because I want to help them to create more globalization because Japan is facing like a pre pretty severe problem in terms of, you know, lacking labor force, like a shrinking aging population and everything. And one of the solution government has at the, at the moment um, is basically to create lots of in international market integration and also inviting people into our system and also like optimizing things right so from this perspective i basically started like three different pillars of businesses and that's all within the foreign connect the one one of them is to basically help them to set up a company abroad from like scratch and then another one is to help them sell abroad without business presence in abroad but here from here remotely and then the third one is digital transformation so i help them to create the digital transformation within the organization um so that's what i do with 40 connect and to to your question i guess my journey oh my god it's gonna be like how did really you get to, how did you come to be doing all that stuff right <laughs> where the way where did that come from? So first of all, I guess, let's unpick the, yeah. the fascination with human potential. And where did that start for you? Yeah. So looking back my life, I have always been a very courageous person. And, you know, Japan has this uh, contradictory view of life, I guess, um, so to speak. So basically, you know, Japan, even we have a phrase even to say, which is a phrase to tell you, know your worth and act within your worth like don't try to be bigger than who you are right but mm. it comes from very like oppressing um yeah. angle in this saying um i think to some degree i kind of believe that now because that that's not because i want to oppress people that's because it helps me to be humble like mm. that's the approach i use but anyway so you know growing up i really really hated that concept and I always, like, if someone told me to do A, I would always do B. Like, that's me. <laughs> that's the kind of personality I am. And, you know, I, I really started digging deeper into, like, why I do that, right? Like, psychology-wise and everything. And I just noticed that I get inspired by, like, exceeding my expectation, right? I mean, that's more inspirational way of approaching life. I hate, I hate like to just stay within like what the fuck are you talking about you know what i mean like i don't want to stay within i want to exceed i want to exceed how much i can perform like i so that's what gives me inspiration and excitement and i when i think of basically when i think of advancing capability of humanity that's like the direct i guess translation that i come up with in terms of looking at life at more macro sense 
-hmm. Like, so basically I'm very, I'm just very inspired by the idea of how capable we are. Like we, as a human species, like we, we became so far, like we haven't even extinct, right? Extincted. Um, And everything we create, literally we created from nothing. Like we created out of our creativity right and when i think of that like it's just so crazy and i definitely want to contribute if i could uh with my life in that right like i want to even push further and advancement of our capability so yeah that's how i came up with that that. i think um there's one thing i noticed i think we all take everything that we see around us so much for granted Mm -hmm. as if it just it should just be there. But even mm-hmm. you know, the, the technology that you and I are now speaking on from you know, UK to Japan, we take it mm-hmm. for granted, right? That this is just something that we can do. And not that long mm-hmm. ago, you wouldn't even have been able to dream of being able to do it. You know, it, it, Within my lifetime, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have been a, a dream that in my own house, you could have a video conversation across the, completely across the world. And I think we're a little mm-hmm. bit guilty of just assuming that that's, should just be there um mm-hmm. and it didn't come from people's minds and i think that if we could become more conscious of of that like you're saying there mm-hmm. then that helps us individually become more creative because suddenly we realize everything else was created so why couldn't we create mm-hmm. stuff right exactly yeah and i find completely. that I, I find that completely fascinating and i'm 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 along completely with you as what could we achieve? What can we achieve? And, and look mm-hmm. at the stuff we have and, and we can keep building beyond that point. And I, I, I find it quite sad that a lot of people don't ever tap into that creativity um, and, mm-hmm. the, and the potential because we kind of take it for granted. This is just what we do. We go through our lives. It's a bit mundane. You go through the processing and, and, and no one really has the, and, and the creativity kind of disappears through school and, and it seems to happen all over the world. Mm-hmm. And see, this is the interesting thing I talk about also in my book, where basically say we're so creative that we're subconsciously even creative. Like we are only taught how to not to be creative in the exciting direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we have a dream, when we have something exciting idea, we say like, oh, but I can't achieve that. Right. Like, I mean, that's the way society kind of oppress like impose this idea on us definitely but people around you say, don't be crazy it, you can't <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. but if you really think about it yeah. like when you start thinking about oh my god like you know if i miss paying this bill this is gonna happen and then if i go uh, you know if i quit my job and pursue this dream this exciting idea um if i'm gonna fail this will happen this will happen this is creativity this came from creativity this is true so we're yeah. not taught <laughs> We're good at creating the negative. That is what you're saying. Exactly. So meaning that either direction, we are creative animals. Like we we have that potential to be creative, but it's just so crazy to think that we are stopped in one way and then we're not taught to be stopped in the other direction. So you have to be really controlled. Definitely because, you know, whatever you think about is what manifests and a lot of people still think that's a bit hocus pocus and it's not not real without realizing mm-hmm. that they do it you know we're doing it every single day what we focus on what we think about whether it's you know and if it's an, a positive emotion you could you could achieve what you want to achieve if it's a negative emotion you tend to draw that 
to you and you think oh i keep getting mm-hmm. bad luck i keep things keep happening that i don't want to happen it's because that's what you're thinking about right so mm-hmm. you you learn how to channel that so how do we do that um how do we do what how do we how do we how do we get to a place where we mm-hmm. we we can we can start to create be creative in a positive way so that we can start to uh mm-hmm. start to achieve the things that we want to achieve I think the number one thing is you need to stop being scared. I think one of the things you de- you need to recognize is whatever that's not happening to you right now is not happening. Mm-hmm. And then, like you have to be very realistic. You have to be practical about what is happening. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about things that haven't happened. Like it, it might not happen, right? Like the thing is it was so interesting. So I was with my mother uh, we were on the car and we were driving and then my mother had this news about my grandmother. So my mom's side mother, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she had some sort of diagnosis from the hospital that one day prior to it or something like that. And then my mom was saying like, oh, what if she has like brain cancer? What if she has like a blah, 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 right? And then, I mean, all this shit was not happening at all. They're like, what, what are you talking about, mom? Like, so I think a lot of people do that subconsciously. I think if I didn't point that out to her, like she didn't even recognize that she was doing mm-hmm. it, right? Um, but I think, yeah, it's definitely a trap. I think a lot of people tend to just start imagining about the worst case scenario. But the thing is, guess what? I mean, whatever that's not happening to you right now is not happening. And it, like even the positive sense too. Like mm. I think a lot of people stumble upon creating decisions. I mean, create you know, a lot of people have a hard time making decisions because they kind of wonder, oh, what if I choose this? Or what if I choose that over this decision, right? I tell you what, whatever that's not happening to you, it's not going to happen. It's not happening right now. So the thing is, like, your decision that you're making right now is more important than what if, uh, scenarios that you create in your head because once again that's not happening right now <laughs> we yeah. don't know if that's gonna happen so i think that's very like the first step you need to recognize is in order for you to um start i guess owning your decisions and i guess be i don't know positive is a good word uh, be positive is a good impression in this context but be positive about the decisions you make is to just recognize that whatever that's not happening to you right now is not happening. So don't be scared of it. And if that's going to happen, I mean, figure it out later. Like you, you'll have to figure it out. And that's grows you. That's, that's what we live for actually in life. I mean, a lot of people live for the word, but that's the wrong way to look at it. We're not living for the word. We are living for the journey. This is true. You're absolutely right. And I think we tend to focus too much on on milestones or endpoints and then they don't ever really happen right even if you do it even if you do set a goal and you achieve it then what you still got to have somewhere else to go you're still gonna the time doesn't stop right it's mm-hmm. not game over you gotta you still got to carry on so it is all a process until you know the very end really and you got to I, for me personally i had to realize that you've got to fall in love with the process the process is the point not the end Mm -hmm. the the ends are just made up things that you've created they're not even you know the Mm -hmm. end isn't even real it's just a marker point so how did this then take you 
onto the book? How did you get, what was the, what was so the, this the is interesting. So writing the book? Right. Like my, uh, the entire book, uh, is a really big on concepts of let's redefine the definition of success and failure, because a lot of time people talk a lot about redefining definition of failure, which is absolutely mandatory. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't define success enough, redefine success enough. I think a lot of people's ideas are still predicated on one destination someone has to get to is a success, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really not, it doesn't work like that in my definition. And I'm just sharing my opinion around that. Um, so one thing, I guess, connecting to what we just talked about um, is that during the book, I talk about uh, this very famous, I guess, concept from ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle, where he says, happiness is virtue activity of the soul. Mm. So when he says that, you know, once again, it's imposing um, the idea we just discussed, discovered, basically, where we tend to look at, we're motivated by two factors. The first one is reward, and then the second one is a threat. And then oftentimes we tend to see them in the opposite side of the spectrum, right? So we want to run toward leeward and we want to run, you know, away from the threat. But I have a slightly different view around this. I think leeward only exists in the extension of threat. Mm-hmm. So threat and leeward is actually exist in the same direction. And then that connects back to the point of Aristotle's where he says, Happiness is, uh, happiness is virtue activity of the soul, meaning that only by overcoming adversities, only by overcoming your challenges, that's going to define you for who you are even like more. Mm. Then finally, you are able to meet your full potential. That's going to make you feel mostly worded to be able to be who you are, like collectively, right? Like along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's the definition I live by. I think oftentimes a lot of us, whenever we face challenges, whenever we face difficulties, we tend to look at them as like obstacles, right? Like obstacles that suffer us. But rather, we should look at them as things that's going to grow us into the direction we want to grow. And then in the other side of that, there's a reward to be who you are. And that's ultimate happiness. That's, so uh, that's basically that's great framing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think as you say that it becomes quite a clear picture that the without without the struggle, without the suffering, without the challenge, how mm-hmm. could there be a reward? You couldn't just have reward without the other. There has to be the the polarization of the of the two two things, right? You couldn't like having mm-hmm. how could you have good and not bad? You couldn't or bad without good. How would you know which one was what? Mm-hmm. And then, see, I tie this concept with self-awareness. I tie this concept with you meeting your true potential, you meeting your true self. So I'm not necessarily saying, like, here, like, you know, the D word is the ultimate direction you need to get to. D word is your final goal. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you know, in the other side of the threat, there's that character there's that person you want to become yeah and 
when you achieve more like things, when you overcome more things, when you achieve more things, collectively toward the end of the life, you become this person that you are like able to be at the full potential. And that's ultimate happiness, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. Uh, uh, and, you know, some what I talk about with the pocket mastermind is that there's, a, there's these four kind of pillars of it, which is like dream, learn, do, become. And the whole point of it is that you become, it's not about what you achieve because that's just a journey onto who you become. It's the skills you develop. You know, Jim Rohn, um, I love to quote Jim Rohn because he always talks about it. So don't, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Right? Mm -hmm. don't, wish for, don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. And that's the whole, when things get difficult, what I've definitely had to, you know, trained myself to do is think about, well, what do, how do I need to grow to be able to come, overcome the challenge? Because, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much every challenge is, is, is possible to overcome. You just got to mm -hmm. find the tools to be able to, to be able to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me more about the, the practical steps then that are within the book that help um, help us to achieve whatever we want to achieve. Right. So I lay out as practical step because I literally have steps that people can take. I'm, I'm showing the steps that I took for personally, which um, I also tested with some people and then it kind of worked. So that's why I'm like showing it, but very like bottom line of the fundamental line of this, like the concept of this book is never to say here, like if you read this, you're good. Like it, I, I don't say that at all. Like it's no, still your responsibility. Hand, it's, the <laughs> it's the handbook for life, right? <laughs> you, you're yeah, no, no. You've got to read the book. Yeah. No, <laughs> the thing is like, you know, I, I show you uh, some of the things that uh, helped me to make the mental transformation. And I mean, the material is very rich that I, I'm sure that uh, people find it helpful. But the thing is, I don't believe in like a secrets. I don't believe in like uh, this magical formula that works for everyone, right? Like, that's why I talk about the importance of self-awareness. That's why I talk about being resilient at life. That's why I talk about don't be a victim in life. You have, you are responsible for changing right like I, it's not my responsibility i'm i'm here for you i want to help you like i'm a facilitator of your education process but i'm just making this information so that you can make your own truth because i'm not here to tell you what what's right and what's wrong um so just make it uh clear there but basically in during this 15 steps i'm gonna give you the overline um, overview of what i talk about because the steps are very detailed and it's going to be a lot of information uh, but basically in it's it talks about how to create mental transformation in three different phases and i frame it mental transformation but really this is a um, textbook that you can use to navigate through any changes in life so you know if the change is caused by intention or like not intention you mm -hmm. can still use this framework so basically in the first phase i talk about how to create decisiveness and momentum uh, how to make a decision in life right like to say look i'm i'm in like enough is enough like i had enough of this i need to change there's no other option i need to commit and when you want to make this decisiveness a lot of people talk about 
perspective of either inspiration and desperation, but personally, I think you need both. So you need both inspiration and desperation. Inspiration in a sense that you can, you need to see that whatever you're dreaming of right now is possible. Mm -hmm. And then you also need to, at the same time, be disgusted about your life situation and like super desperate about changing it, doing, creating action against it. So that's the first phase. I talk all about that. And actually, it's a very interesting phase because it's a very interesting uh, portion of my book because I actually included this 70 life work quotes that people have to read every day. Uh, so like I said, it's like a steps mm. so people can do it. And um, if you can't create mental transformation, email me because I'm going to make sure you're going to make mental transformation. But it's just so like rich, context rich that there's no way like people, if you stack on it, like you're not going to probably, um, but what my your, whole, what was your personal experience then that you went through that you kind of yeah. documented? No, I was, I was really lost to be honest, you know, like I just like, I was facing one of the biggest change in life. Like I, I just didn't know what I wanted. Right. Like I, for the first time I really needed to, I wouldn't say for the first time, but, but, um, you know, in a very serious sense for, for the very, uh, yeah, probably one of the first time I had to face like a really deep conversation within myself. I wasn't looking like, you know, the thankfully I wasn't looking for answers outside. I was looking for answer inside. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you, you need to find these uh, answers inside always. And at that time, I think, you know, I was listening to the same kind of people as well. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn, Tony mm -hmm. Lovins, like everybody like that. And yeah, like really it took me for, I don't know, even like four to six months really like to finally say, look, like I'm gonna, this is enough. Like I'm gonna be my own boss. I'm gonna take, you know, responsibility for my life. And until then I felt like I was letting people walk all over me, you know, type of situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a transformation, but sorry to come back to the point earlier, uh, I was going to tell you what I talk about in the transitioning to the second phase and the third phase, mm -hmm. because once again, it's, it's a book talks about how to create mental transformation in three different phases. So transitioning to the second phase, actually, this is also interesting chapters. Um, actually, I got the most positive feedbacks from my uh, test leaders is this phase. And this phase I talk about uh, how to be resilient, right? So that's like a whole, I guess, big theme of this entire chapter. Uh, so it covers um, how to be resilient from very, like various angles. Uh, the first the first one I talk about is the importance of self-awareness. Uh, another thing I talk about is the importance of visualization, which sounds kind of loud now, but really if you, if you consider uh, quantum physics mm -hmm. of how the world is built. Like for example, like I'm very dense here. You're very dense there, but in reality, like we're not really solid. We're not really solid matter. So, you know, visualization really works. Like I, I tell you why that works. And I also talk about uh, brain conditioning along with that. And there's something to do with people being, having to be interdependent versus independent mm -hmm. in that chapter. Basically we're to talk about, once again, we are, we 
we we feel like or we seem like we're individual entity because we are only able to experience our life this world mm -hmm. from the perspective of our very like a very individualistic un, um, entity um, but in reality that's not how it is and once again like you know the world everything is vibration like a small particle moving really fast and i'm just a, like really dense right and then at the macro picture of the universe like me and you are same thing like we're, me and you are connected yeah uh, even if we're like so far uh, but once again like because we are human and so small like we can't feel that we can't see it but i'm very macro thinker so i kind of like talk about that and then another thing i talk about is how to be um how to create certainty in whatever you're doing there i talk about confidence but i also talk about uh how you know competence can be created in terms of like I will tell you, I, I come from business and economics background. So uh, I wanted to describe how you can create effectiveness and efficiency in, in life by using, by showing how to use business and economics strategy that companies and um, famous economists used in the history into life application. So I basically developed this method. It, I, I call it life up method. And this is a scoring system to help you to be very organized in the way you communicate with yourself. And also, I think with this concept, you can be very organized with the way you communicate in general. But basically, I give you five different examples from business and economics uh, field. One talks about Italian engineer, one, one concept from Italian engineer, the second one talks from uh, one concept from a, sorry, British economist. The third one comes from very famous business consulting firm. And then the fourth one comes from uh, Toyota, the manufacturing company, automotive manufacturing company. And then the fifth one comes from 34th US president. The president was using this matrix to organize his day. So basically, I mix all these five different concepts together and then develop this uh, own, like a scoring system to score like different tasks uh, in the order of like how important they are mm -hmm. uh, in relation to what you're trying to achieve. So once again, like this, with this framework, you can be very, very organized about the things you, um, well, priority of your tasks. But also, once again, with all this concept, it helps you to be organized in the way you communicate with others and communicate within yourself. And this was very interesting because I never thought I was organized person, to be honest. Like when I, when I'm in Japan, like I'm so creative, I'm so innovative, right? Like from the eyes of like Japanese people. So I always thought that way. I always thought I'm very much creative person, but I also worked in like American environment, right? Like I worked in an environment where I was, pretty much the only Japanese person working in the company and all my coworkers with, you know, American, Mexican, like, you know, like a lot of people like Italian, whatever. And one thing they all said about me was I was so efficient and I was so effective. And so at the time I didn't recognize that I was all these things, uh, but it's very interesting. And I guess one of the, um, the concept that helped me to be organized was this, um, method, which I explain what it is in my book, it's called the Misi principle. Um, but this really helped me to be very organized. 
So yeah, you can find that out. So that's the entire sec to uh, second phase. Um, and I talk about how to be resilient. And with that, basically transitioning to the third phase, I talk about, once again, the redefining success and happiness and also failure. Because I think a lot of people um, redefine failures, but I think there's not enough talk about success, redefining success and really personalizing what success means to us, right? Like I feel like a lot of people apply this one size fit all kind of solution approach even to success, definition of success, which makes a lot of people miserable because it just doesn't work that way. Um, so in the transitioning to the third phase, I start talking about what are, why are we really here for, right? Like a little bit philosophical, mm -hmm. uh, very like a deep question about life and really show you the different narrative around why we are here and what happiness or success that we are striving for today um, is actually looking very different from the, from the uh, overused definition today. Because I mean, globally we seem to have defined success over the i don't know how however long in the last probably couple of centuries or so as being material wealth or accumulation of stuff as being success or who's got the most stuff uh who's got mm -hmm. the most money as being success and i think that's just it's just looking too black and white and it's just one angle whereas you know success like you say success is defined in it can be in so many different facets right from and mm -hmm. from so many different people um so how i mean let's 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 talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you've you've discovered around success and how maybe mm -hmm. give somebody else maybe give somebody listening now uh some examples of how else success can be defined or how we how do we how do we start to understand what our own personal success might look like mm. like I think once again, like it's, it's very subjective matter. So mm. I can't, for that matter, like I can't tell anything to anyone that is my truth to them to say, this is the truth. This is something that you need to follow, right? Like I can't do that to anyone because even if I tell you something as a truth, if you don't see that in that way, it's not truth to you. Of course. So, I mean, what's the point, right? So for me, like, I really can't define other people's success, what, what it means. But personally, I can, what I can share is what I, my personal take is, um, which is, for, for example, I think success can never be achieved because success is always in the future. So, like, you don't look back whatever you already achieved in the past and say, like, oh, my God, I'm so inspired. I'm so motivated by the success I've already had like whatever I've already achieved, right? Like you're not even living for that anymore. You're always like, face is always moving forward, like, mm -hmm. you know, facing toward the future. That's where success exists because success is something that excites us. Success is something that inspires us to want to be better, to, you know, like create ambition. And that's the way I define success. That's nice. What, the, what kind of things do you personally try to work on on yourself or, or what are you trying, you know, kind of things that you try and strive towards succeeding see this is why ultimately i came to very like uh, i i don't know like a universal but a, like a very macro view of like what i what my purpose is which is to advance humanity to advance the capability of humanity i mean 
it's like a very big topic, but once again, I'm very macro thinker and that's like the one, I guess, concept that excites me the most about. I know that I'm not going to be able to see everything in my lifetime. Um, I mean, by far, no, but you know, just by the idea of me being a part of humanity and then having that imprint of like contributing to the direction of growth, to the direction of innovation, to the direction of advancement and progress as a humanity is very exciting to me. So that's what success means to me. Something, something that you can, you'll never know what, you'll never really have a direct measure, I suppose, right? So yeah, you kind of, it's always, and, and, and you see the same, you know, looking, looking, looking different industries, science and uh, various areas, you know, space travel, for example, or any mm -hmm. advancement, you think about all of these, all of these people that work very hard through their lifetimes to make a bit of progress, and then someone else picks up the work and, and moves on and moves on. And over the course of 100 years, you make a huge leaps forwards right but in one exactly. lifetime most people mm -hmm. don't get to see lots of people don't see the beginning or the end they're just part of the mm -hmm. middle part of the journey yeah see this is why i talk about we're we need to be interdependent versus independent like when you have the very individualistic goal like if you have the measure of like i'm good if i achieve here like that's very individual way of viewing. You're not being interdependent. Like you're you're not understanding that you're part of the bigger system. Um, and I mean, you can do that. I think personally, like psychologically, I think you need both sort of uh, goals in life. Like you know, it, there's nothing wrong with having micro goal and then micro slash personal mm -hmm. goal and macro like more general concept that excites you. Um, and I think I do have both, but for example, I write down my goals every morning. Like I don't look at what I wrote yesterday because I'm doing this in a very, like very intentionally, right? Like I want to be very authentic to what I'm thinking right now. And for years, I haven't changed a bit about the goal that I make. And you know, the number one goal, it's always macro. Like my number one goal always comes at the macro. I, I never write down because I write them in the order of what I want, but I never, I mean, used to be different, but I never write down like, this is how much I want to make, or like, this is where I want to live, like stuff like that at the first, at mm -hmm. first anymore. Like I always write down, like, how do I want to make people feel? What kind of thing do I want to leave behind? Like, what am I building toward? as you know me being a, a member of the society of mm -hmm. humanity like these macro goal always comes first and then it also helps me to be just a nice person <laughs> yes yeah and then, and then how do you then then what do you do as a layer under that because i think uh, this is something i find really interesting and i'm similar to you mm -hmm. i think that you know we get a bit caught up in so most people don't have any goals written down at all or or or, or really tangible, uh, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of people that then get onto the idea that they should have some goals to start trying to create mm -hmm. goals. But I think um, we're not taught how to do this effectively. And, and, and I think we it's very easy to, to go in at too low a level um, without doing what you're saying. And I, I completely agree with you is I feel like you need to, 
you need to build a vision of what does your what does your life look like and what does it mean why why what what is what's the 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 big stuff what what how do you spend your time what do you give back how you know who's in your life where do you live that kind of stuff seem it is the way i try to look at it and then you then you can go a lower a layer lower and say well how it becomes those everything else becomes a bit more of a how do you then achieve that big vision how mm-hmm. do you how is that the, is that similar to the way you do things yeah usually that's what i do thing yeah and then also that's like a very macro right like that's a very macro thinking and then at the micro level i also think about like a financial matrix too mm-hmm. but that comes in like later so first, once again, like I have this big vision of what I want to achieve. And then I basically arrange everything around, the, including like how to make money around that, like yeah. moving up to the goal. And do you categorize your that into then into, into more specific categories like financial and relationships and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, like that's what I suggest at first. Like when you don't, when you're not exactly familiar with mm-hmm. what you want in life. I mean, that's what I did also at the beginning, but now I'm just, I'm becoming like, not becoming, I'm very clear about what I want that I don't necessarily have to do that anymore, yeah. but rather I do. So once I have the macro set, like I basically uh, talk about the channels, different channels to achieve it. And then each channel has different, in, uh, different meaning different purpose to achieve one goal nice yeah Yeah. i I completely i think we should probably have another conversation at some point about just purely on goal setting because i think a lot i think it's where a lot of people get stuck to begin with right and it's 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 almost Mm -hmm. it's kind of step one if you don't know what you want how are you going to achieve it um and then how do you make that that big goal tangible so i think it'll be a great conversation before Mm -hmm. we go on to kind of the the final questions Mm -hmm. are there any any advice you'd have for anyone listening um, who who maybe is in the position you were in a, a little way back uh, when you felt lost um, that you give somebody a, a, just a, a, you know, a gem of advice um, if they're in that position? I would say do what makes you happy and don't beat yourself up for nothing really. Just yeah. do whatever that makes you happy. Like, even if something doesn't seem like it makes sense right now, just do it and you taste different things and that's going to let you build up for more certainty later on, like self-awareness later on. Because I think the problem here is a lot of people have the pressure of them needing to know what, what it is that they want without knowing what they want. So they only have the rules that they need to follow from all the social pressure, whatever, whatever, right? Without knowing what they really want. I mean, which, like, which is like absolutely miserable life. <laughs> if you don't know the goal, if you don't know the purpose and you have just, you're given just a bunch of rules, like that's, that's a very boring life. So for me, like, that's what I did. Like, you know, I almost got kicked out on high school, for example. And, you know, I moved to the United States and you know even if it just didn't make any sense i stopped school and i went to work with a lot of like investors entrepreneurs in tech industry 
After that, I had no money, no connection, no plan, nothing whatsoever, but I moved to Miami. Like, I mean, there has been multiple <laughs> points of life where it just didn't make sense, like, you know, in the regiment, but I just did it. I just followed my instinct and I'm just, I cannot be more happy about it. Like, at the very snapshot, sometimes adults, adulting or, you know, society would kind of give me the pressure of like, what are you doing, right? But really, I just stayed authentic to myself. I stayed with who I was, what I wanted to do. And even if something that sometimes it was kind of crazy <laughs> to do or like chaotic life, it led me to a chaotic life. I Like every single decision, I really appreciate that I did everything that I did. And I think it really gave me deeper perspective of what I like, what I don't like. And that taught me a lot about myself. So I think, I think two things, just do what makes you happy. Just do follow, like follow whatever, you know, here, don't follow outside, just follow me, follow you. And then the second thing is don't blame yourself by all the chance. You are exactly where you need to be right now. So just be there, learn as much as you can and don't rush, don't try to pressure anything. Just be completely present and understand what it is that you need to understand at that point that you are right now. And that's going to get you somewhere eventually. Very good advice. I like the sound mm -hmm. of that. So let's, um, let's, let's go into our final questions. And first, I think you've already touched on a little bit here, uh, but do you have a morning routine? And if you do, what does it look like? Yeah, I used to do it a lot. Um, but I think one of the, one of the major thing I do right now is exercise. Mm -hmm. but also um the goal setting is major thing um i'm a little bit slacking lately but i also do meditation uh like a journal thing mm -hmm. yeah these are the things that i do nice how long does it how long does your how long does that normally take you um two hours but it really depends like sometimes when i'm busy like I don't do it, but at the same time, once again, like I don't necessarily beat myself up for it. Yeah. Uh, because you know, when, when you start blaming, like you just don't want to do it anymore. So I don't pressure me for not doing it. Like I, I do it when I can do the whole set, but if I can do just a tiny bit of it, that's okay too. Yeah. That's good. Um, three books you'd recommend and why? And you can't um, say your book three times. Huh? <laughs> you, can't say, you, can't say you know this is a hard question because i read books a lot but in japanese a lot of them are in japanese and recently i don't read a lot i listen many things mm -hmm. um, in english one so i really want to say this one but this is japanese book so i don't know if that makes sense should yeah. i just yeah, tell yeah you? why not yeah okay so basically, this is the book that I picked up when I was still a student. And this is one of the most inspiring books I've ever met. I guess at the, such an early age. Mm -hmm. If that book didn't exist, I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. I would never went to America. I would never did anything in my life. Um, that kind of impacts, right? Wow. So this book is written by Ayume Takahashi. He's also a Japanese person and very like super freedom person, like a super free person, <laughs> free person. I, that's a very big description. Like a free but, thinking um, person. Free thinker. Yeah. 
and mm. he just doesn't follow the rules of society which is very rare to find in japan especially mm-hmm. so i was just very like wow like is this possible like is this a way of living like i was just so inspired and yeah he has a um he has a, like a set of quotes in this book and in the um cover says he says dream never runs away from you it's on, always you who runs away from dream like uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, like this is gonna be good. Yeah, that's um, good. So yeah, it's very recommended, but it's in Japanese. Um, do, they, is there an English, do you know if there's an English translation of it? I don't think so, but uh, maybe, yeah, he has other books that has an English translation. I can reach out to him and be like, yo, I can translate. You're like, <laughs> maybe he can tell this, like. <laughs> Why not, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but he's super cool. And another book, English book is a little bit difficult. I think I read some of the books that I read. Well, another one, Four Hours Work Week was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Another one, I would say um, Happiness Advantage from Sean Acker. Um, he is a happiness psychologist who studies, yeah, happiness psychology in, I think, Harvard University. He, he was like an assistant teacher or something in that subject. And he studied like 10 years and now he's a consultant, I think. Um, but he has a, like lots of great, great points of like how brain is more productive when we're happy. And like mm-hmm. he tells you why and different examples. Good recommendations. Um, three mm-hmm. people that you were, that you'd recommend following or listening to. Oh, I have so many at the, at the moment. I love Gary B. Mm-hmm. I love Tony Lovins. Um, let's see. Well, I have a lot, so that's why I'm like kind of. That's why I make it three, so it makes it more difficult. Yeah, right. Mm. Who do I see? I think I'm a lot more like Tony Doe approach. Right? Um, maybe I mean mix of thing. Yeah, mix of those two people. Um, I don't know. The third one is kind of difficult. I don't know. I'm just going to finish with two. I mean, there's a lot of like great cheating, people. Cheating, cheating. <laughs> no, like really, like there's a lot of great people, but like I think people have different opinions and that's why I like all of them about yeah. it. But I think personal value wise, these two people I associate a lot with. Other people, I mean, I know a lot of other people like Grant Cardone, like Ty Lopez, like blah, 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 right? Like Tim Paris, like everyone. But I don't know if I need, I mean, they're, they're great. They're great. But I don't know if my personal value aligns a lot with other, others. That's fair. Uh, yeah. three, three habits um, or disciplines that you kind of picked up over, over time and you've, put in, you've employed in your life that you feel have made a big difference to you. Oh my God. Habits, mm. workout for mm. sure. Every day workout at least five times a week. Um, I mean, yeah, that creates a lot of like discipline. I think I used to be lazier person, but after I committed like doing the workout every day, yeah, I changed a lot. Let's see. Um, lots of sleep, which, you know, sometimes you, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're business leader, or yeah, it's kind of hard, but I definitely think that 
sleep is very important. Like you need to, if anything, you need to oversleep a little bit um, because if you're stressed, you really can't make good decisions. And I used to hate sleep. Like I didn't want to sleep, but now I really understand why it's so important. So I do that. Um, let's see. But really, like, I don't know. Like I'm more like, you know, more than the method, more than the hacks. I'm more like a mindset person. Mindset mm -hmm. works the best for me. So I don't necessarily believe in like this one thing will change your life. Like another, mm -hmm. it's accumulation of things and it's a higher standard that something comes with it from within and you need to be responsible for your life. That's like the bottom line, I think. And I think with that strong mental strengths, mm -hmm. you can really achieve anything without hacks. Because you yeah. become yeah, so sometimes you need to remind yourself of of that discipline. You put kind mm -hmm. of a some kind of habit or something in place that says, "Oh, when I when this happens, then I do something else." Because that reminds me of the strength that I've got, and it's using those little tools. I think that make can make a big difference. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to it's easy it's easy for our thoughts to run away with themselves, right? Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, three. Yeah three tools, systems, apps, or services, that kind of thing that you use a lot, couldn't live without? I couldn't live without. I mean, calendar tool, for yeah. sure, <laughs> because I book a lot of people. Yep. Um, like uh, some sort of, you know, audible or like a listening tool, for sure. Yep. And for that matter, YouTube. I mean, you know, literally, like I, I'm extra person in that sense. Like, I'm so sensitive about the information I take in. Like I'm so, like my core doesn't change of who I am, but at the same time, environment does a lot to me. So what I take in is literally what I put out. And I'm very extreme version of that person. So for me, I intentionally have to listen to the positive voice. I intentionally have to listen to business voice and you know, like try to constantly grow my brain. Is very important for me. It's good. Uh, last question for you. If you could spend an hour with anybody, dead or alive, who would that person be? Wow. And it's deliberately difficult. Right. Uh, honestly, my grandma. Nice. Yeah. I, I missed her like when I was abroad and, you know, she, she took away. I mean, she passed away and I couldn't be there. So... I feel like I want to spend time like talking about how important she was to me and everything like that. That's very nice. Um, yeah. So before we head off, remind everybody uh, the name of the book, where they can find you, um, and any 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 links, social, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So my book, once again, the game of self domination, right here. You can find. Well, by the way, this is like a sample label so it's not gonna be like this ugly uh, but yeah it looks really pretty the nice. game of self-domination <laughs> you can find it on my domain lifeupeducationtv.com you can also find it on amazon but i recommend lifeupeducationtv.com more because you have like extra stuff you can get from that and my social media is also Life Up Education TV, and you can find me under youtube instagram twitter facebook TikTok, um, pretty much everywhere.
Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more similar episodes, head over to pocketmastermind.com where you'll also find the links mentioned in this conversation. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review. It will really help us to get our message out and let more people know about these episodes. So leave us a review, leave us a rating, hit the subscribe button and please share with your friends. Until next time, thank you again for listening.